Hello and welcome to the Health in Europe podcast. I'm your host, Greg Bianchi. We've launched this podcast to bring you the latest on WHO's work in the European region. Our region is broad and diverse. From the mid-Atlantic and stretching as far as the Chinese border, we work with fascinating and driven individuals and groups. This podcast is about hearing their stories and how they might impact your day-to-day life. This episode is the second in a three-part series, Flutopia, from WHO's Regional Office for Europe. In the last episode, we touched upon a short history of flu and why we need a flu vaccine each year. In this second episode, we'll look at how the new flu vaccines are made and how we can better understand their effectiveness. For this episode, I spoke with Dr Richard Peverdy, who you might remember from episode one. I started by asking why we need a new flu vaccine each year. So um, the, the flu vaccines are, are based on... Um trying to cover the main likely circulating flu viruses um, each winter in, in for, for the northern hemisphere where, where we are here in Europe um, and so the, the flu vaccines now contain either three or, or four of the main um, types or subtypes of, of, of flu flu virus so um, two of the influenza a viruses and one or two of the um, influenza B viruses um, and because influenza viruses uh, are, are mutating all the time, um, it, it, it happens then that um, we get new um, influenza strains appearing, um, often elsewhere in the world, which then become, potentially become the main dominant circulating strain. And so what happens um, each year is that we then need to look at what those circulating strains are and then ensure that the the vaccine is updated to try to cover what may be the circulating strain that forthcoming winter. So we understand a little about why we need a flu vaccine reacting to different strains and changes in flu. We discussed this in episode one where Richard explained why flu is one disease with many strains. But what is needed to create this new flu vaccine each year? Creating a new flu vaccine each year is involves a lot of moving parts. and um, it, it, we need to be coordinated uh, across countries um, and so it requires really kind of global coordination. Um, so the elements really require strong surveillance systems um, where circulating flu viruses are um, detected through flu surveillance and then characterized to determine um, the nature of those strains. Um, those, if new strains appear, those strains um, need to be used to create um, new viruses which go into the vaccine. So it's around sort of then linking up with the manufacturers to ensure that those um, new strains are, are available for inclusion in, in, in the flu vaccine. And then there needs to be a decision-making process as well, um, whereby a global decision can be taken on on whether or how the annual flu vaccine needs updating and that's a process which is coordinated by the world health organization on a a twice yearly basis in in february for the northern hemisphere and in the um, autumn for the southern hemisphere where who convenes um, the uh, laboratories the reference laboratories who are responsible for global surveillance of influenza 
so that decisions can be taken then on, on which viruses will go into the vaccine for the following winter. And that information is then shared with the vaccine manufacturers who then spend the subsequent months um, developing the vaccines for the populations the following winter. So once a flu vaccine is being developed and given that it needs to be adapted yearly, how do we know how effective this is? So of course this is a, a really important question, you know, are, are these vaccines working? Um, and, and that's can be done really through two routes. Firstly through um, on the laboratory side, so there are various laboratory methods that can be used to see um, how well in the test tube, the, so to speak, the, the, um, the vaccine viruses may or may not protect against the main circulating strains. Um, but of course, the actual reality is, is, of, of how they work in the human population is in effect the, the most important. And that's done through what are called vaccine effectiveness studies. Um, and that's done through our surveillance systems, our sentinel surveillance systems, um, where um, information is, is obtained on the circulating viruses and also on the people who are being infected. Uh, and from that, we can calculate how well the vaccines are working. And that's the information, both the virological information and the epidemiological information that is then considered by the Global Committee as part of their decision making on what the composition of the vaccine should be for the following winter. Once information has been gathered on the effectiveness of a flu vaccine, what steps are taken to try and learn from this and improve the effectiveness? So, yeah, I mean, obviously, we want to ensure flu vaccines work the best that they possibly can. Um, the first way to do that, of course, is to ensure that the, the viruses that are in the vaccine are the best possible match. Um, and so the, this global process that I've just outlined, that's, that's, that's an extremely important framework to ensure that that happens. But of course, it, it does happen sometimes that um, the main circulating strain isn't well covered by the flu vaccine. And so we don't get such good protection that winter as we would have hoped. That, that does happen um, now and then. Um, so there's a lot of work going on to try to, in parallel, develop newer technologies, different technologies to make the flu vaccines better. Um, and those can be a range of different uh, approaches. Um, so those include, so for example, the addition um, uh, of increasing amounts of the of the virus into the into the um, into the vaccine. Um, so that's called a high dose vaccine approach. Um, another approach is to add in what are called adjuvants in, into the vaccine, which again help to boost the immune response so that you get a, a stronger immune response and, and, and then hopefully better protection against the, um, the, uh, the, the circulating viruses. Um, and then the third approach is using different approaches to actually manufacture the, um, the, 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 the vaccines. So traditionally, vaccine viruses are grown on eggs. Um, newer technologies are being developed to try to um, grow and produce these vaccines using um, other methods. So, for example, on, on cell technology um, or, or, or using various genetic approaches to try to um, develop vaccines which are, are better matched against the circulating strains. The COVID-19 pandemic has seen the rollout of vaccines, some using new technology termed mRNA. I asked Richard if we could see this approach taken for flu vaccines in future. Yeah, uh, I mean, obviously the 
the work that has gone on over the past year in developing and licensing new COVID-19 vaccines has been tremendous. Um, and the use of this new technology with messenger RNA vaccines to develop at least two licensed COVID-19 vaccines has really been um, uh, quite in incredible. Um, there has been some work done previously to try to um, develop similar technology for influenza. That's um, at an earlier stage, but um, the hope is, is that this type of technology could in theory be used for influenza and also potentially for other um, vaccines for other infections as well. So I think it's a very exciting time for vaccinology. Here's what else has been going on in the WHO European region. The COVID-19 pandemic has had an enormous impact on the mental health of millions. This week, WHO Europe hosted a technical advisory group bringing together experts from around the region to share their expertise on how health systems and societies can manage mental health concerns throughout and after the pandemic. Last week, a statement by WHO's Regional Director for Europe, Dr Hans Kluger, explained that while COVID-19 case numbers continue to decline, it's vitally important that people continue to practice safe behaviours and that health workers are vaccinated. And finally, next Wednesday is World Hearing Day. WHO is releasing the World Report on Hearing, presenting a global call for action to address hearing loss and ear diseases throughout people's lives. This is the second in a three-part series, Flutopia. Now we understand why we need a flu vaccine and how one is created, in the next episode we explore different approaches taken by countries and health authorities to increase the uptake of flu vaccines. Thanks to Dr. Richard Pevdy for taking part in this episode. If you're enjoying Health in Europe, please make sure to leave us a rating or a comment on any of the platforms where we are available. This episode is presented by me, Greg Bianchi. Thanks for listening, and until next time, stay safe and stay healthy. Hold up. 